I'm Sam Logan, and you're listening to the podcast The Story Is. The podcast where we talk about cowboys, campfires, <laughs> and cab rides. Not sure why that threw that last one in there. It begins with a C. Um, we are, this is part of the series that I'm looking at about people's favorite songs, songs that they, that have stuck with them over the years, uh, entitled, And Your Song Is. Now, and my guest for this episode is a, one of my many favorite returning guests, but I have no problem saying this is my favorite guest. Because this is also my favorite person. This is my wife, Katie. Oh, I was gonna. I was. I was so close to giving you a hard time. One of your favorite guests. <laughs> no, you're definitely my favorite. I have no problem <laughs> making that distinction. Thank you. You're my favorite. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So, and one of the people I definitely wanted to talk to about this topic of favorite songs. Because I know you in general enjoy music and musical theater. I do. And also a variety of different types of music. I do. So I was very interested to find out what song or possibly songs that have stuck with you over the years. Yeah. Is there maybe one or possibly two that have stuck with you? If you could talk about maybe one right now that first comes to your mind of a favorite song, maybe not necessarily the favorite song, but a favorite song that is so hard to say you're like yeah. the favorite song of all time. It's just, I mean, for me, it depends what kind of mood am I in? What stage of my life am I in? Mm-hmm. It depends on genre. It depends on what I'm doing. Why do I need this song? Do I need a, a pick me up? Do I need to let my feelings go? You know, like I, I could never, choose a favorite song but I can definitely give you a song that has been one of the most treasured songs for me Mm -hmm. um, throughout my life and that is um, Sweet Baby James by James Taylor okay and that one that one was a new one on me and even though I'm I'm familiar with James Taylor and some of his some of his bigger hits I'm very familiar with his Christmas album (laughs) Uh, yeah. from my drives with you and we're really yeah. uh, we're all, we're like we're not that far away from playing I'm ready it. it's in my car we're, it's ready to go I'm I will listen to that Christmas I just need the audience to understand James Taylor Christmas album I will listen from this is late for me usually beginning of november mm-hmm. through the end of january yeah. i will listen to james taylor's christmas album in my car on a loop and i'm like i love christmas music mm-hmm. and i'm jewish which is just about the funniest weirdest kind of conundrum yeah and i'm just what can i say i'm a complicated person yeah <laughs> but but yes james taylor I I've always been a fan of James Taylor. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I have a I have a wide, varied taste in music. Yes. Um, and I love James Taylor. And you've loved James Taylor for all you've like you've enjoyed his music 
for a long time. Yes. Yes. James Taylor is the first music that I ever enjoyed. Can I tell you a story? <laughs> Literally the name of the podcast. I'd like you to imagine my mother, seven or eight months pregnant, going to a James Taylor concert. And James Taylor starts to play, and baby Katie in the womb starts doing somersaults. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So even before you were born, you were enjoying James yes. Taylor. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So that kind of that kind of blows my mind because that is my my next question. My my big question is, I'm wondering. I don't know if you can answer this question. Maybe when the first time you heard your favorite your this song, yes. yeah, was when you were in your yeah in the inside womb. the womb was the um, first time you heard, probably heard that song. Yeah, James Taylor that album mm-hmm. um, was the first song I ever learned to sing. Hmm. The when I was learning to speak, um, my dad had James Taylor songs in his car, and we used to drive from. Um, Needham to Cape Cod um, to visit family and we would make that drive pretty often and um, and anytime we were in the car he would play that and then as I got a little bit older we would listen to Beauty and the Beast um, but on cassette tape we had that cassette tape and we would listen to to Sweet Baby James and other James Taylor albums too but that one in particular, the one with his face right on it, that mm-hmm. picture of him. Yeah. I remember that. I remember that so vividly. And um, so, yeah, as I was learning to speak, I would sing James Taylor songs. Wow. So, it, so James Taylor, I mean, I not that I have an amazing voice or anything, but, but, you know, James Taylor taught me how to sing, too. You, you do have a nice voice. But. <laughs> well, thank you. But James Taylor taught me how to sing. And I remember that um, when I went to go get singing lessons for the first time, um, you know, women have their their head voice. Right. And then their chest voice. And then to get in between those is your mixed voice. And my um, vocal coach wondered how I had developed my mixed voice so much. And I had no idea how. And it wasn't until I was studying with him for a little while that I realized it was because of James Taylor because... His voice was too low for me, so I would sing his songs an octave up, which would be in my mixed voice. Oh, interesting. So James Taylor taught me how to sing. Wow. Wow. Um, that pretty much covers it from your early memories of that song. So. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, that covers it. Thanks for And it's been great. <laughs> no, you're, you're naturally answering questions I, I was going po- to pose to you, uh, which moves me on to... Do you know if there's a favorite part of the song that you enjoy the most? Like, is there a favorite part of the song? And or is there a favorite lyric that you enjoy? Um, when he sings, there's a, there's a song that they sing when they take to the highway, a song that they sing when they take to the sea, a song that they sing of their home in the sky. Maybe you can believe it if it helps you to sleep, but singing seems to work fine for me. That, um, Daisy, it's okay, calm down. Um, that was my favorite part because 
as I got a little bit older, I used to sing that song to myself when I was having a hard time sleeping. Because uh, I had, when I was in middle school, I had a really, really hard time with insomnia. And um, at the beginning of high school too, I had a really hard time with insomnia. And so I would sing it to myself when I was trying to sleep. And then any time that I felt um, lonely, so like when I went off to school, when I started college, I was only 17. And so we didn't, we don't, at my school there were only single rooms, so you don't have a roommate or anything like that. So you're hmm. 17, all by, all by myself, yourself. in this room, alone, for the first time, away from my family, and saying that to myself to sleep. When I was in my apartment, my own apartment for the first time with no roommates or anything like that, and it was my own space, and then all of a sudden, it's nighttime and you're going to sleep and you're completely alone. You mm -hmm. check the locks 25 times, and um, yeah, so that lyric in particular would always like soothe me and help me fall asleep. And then when I was a kid, when he sings, um, uh, when he sings from Stockbridge to Boston. Yeah. That part. Because usually when I was listening to it, we're driving past <laughs> Boston. Right. Uh, yeah. It's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of special, you're a pretty special guest because you naturally just answered my one of my other questions, which is um, uh, when do you find yourself singing it? Look, you know what? When you go into a conversation with me, you just you gotta. It's gotta be a natural conversation. You're fantastic. I'm I'm not the type of person. I I'm not here for an interview. <laughs> I'm here for a conversation. You are fantastic. Um, <laughs> if, if you're not here for an interview, you can you can leave at any time. <laughs> no, I can't. I live here. Don't make me go. You're gonna make me leave then. <laughs> um, but how about now? Do you ever find yourself singing that song now? I know you talked about it singing over the years. Do you ever find it, yourself singing it now? Well, you would know because you're live right next to me. Um, no, because any time that I've needed to... I've always needed to sing that song to myself to comfort myself mm -hmm. because I was all I had, you know, to comfort myself. Right. Um... But now I have you, and <laughs> if I'm having a hard time sleeping, I know you're having a hard time sleeping, because you have a harder time sleeping than I do. True. Um, yeah, no, I, you comfort me. So hmm. it's just a different point in my life where, I don't know, it's just different. But I do, of course, it's a meaningful song to me, so sometimes I find myself just humming it here and there. And I also have a James Taylor Live CD in my car, um, not the Christmas album. Um, there's another James Taylor CD? Yeah, there's another. There's It's a two-disc <laughs> live, live album. Um, and he sings it there. You know, so like, I don't know, I'll still listen to it here and there mm -hmm. and uh, sometimes hum along to it, but... You know, it's just, it's in, now it's less about comfort and it's more about just like, it reminds me of my dad and it reminds me of mm -hmm. car trips with my dad. Right. It connects you to a specific point in your life. Yeah. 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 
And I also find it interesting just about listening to the song, just the one time I heard it, was a good part, um, at least a sign of a, a good song frequently. And I found this in the other conversations I've had uh, with, in this series, is that a good song frequently tells a story. Mm-hmm. And this song tells an interesting story, too, about a guy traveling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what he does to get through the trip. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that this is the song you use to get through the trip of your life. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like the way you put that. So I, I do find that very interesting. And and now with your, I'm just curious how your, your relationship with the song now, you have it on CD. Uh, nowadays, everyone has different ways of listening. Um, is it, is uh, that you're, I know you're big, you're, you're uh, one of the great fans of CD still, so you'd probably, if you were listening to the song, it would probably be on that, that CD, right? It's not even that I'm like a big fan of CDs. It's that, like, Sam, you know this about me. I'm... I'm an an elder millennial where I am one of you know I'm I'm old enough that I never really got very good at technology. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying you're an elder millennial. I was like, does that mean <clears throat> that your wand, your magical wand, is different from that the means that other that that people who are you know like five years younger than me are, are much more tech savvy than I have ever been. And so I, I just don't have the energy to like convert stuff onto my phone and get an adapter for my car. And like, I just, I just don't care. So, you know, I'm never really, I'm not in long car commutes. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't really care very much. And I have an old car, so it's not like I have any other option but to uh, listen to CDs. So, so yeah, it's not. It's so. So to answer your question, yes, I listen to it on on CD. Right. And would you find, for the most part, and um, I'm not going to guess the answer to this question. Would you say that the song finds you in your listening habit, or do you find the song? I find the song. You go after it. Yes. Okay. Unless I'm listening to that one album where it just kind of comes up on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I'm actively listening to that song, it's because I usually I sought it out. Mm-hmm. And, and since I think we've talked about this, the reason why it's probably still your favorite song is one of your favorite songs is because of, uh, of it connecting to so much of your life. And yeah, and again, it's it's not my favorite song. Right. It's it's a great song. It's a well written song. It's one of his. As when I was looking into it, um, in preparation for this podcast, uh, it's one of his more intricate rhyming schemes. It's a little bit different than a lot of his other. You know, it's like it's a cowboy song, which mm-hmm. is kind right. of. I mean, he's a he's a folk artist, but. He's more of a hippie than a cowboy. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not my favorite song. It's great. Right. It's it not is. my favorite. It's more of like it's my it's my security blanket song. Yeah. Which, yeah, I guess it's, which w- would make it a favorite, but I think we would put it pretty high up there. Yeah, where it's it's, it's important more than right. it is favorite. Yeah. And, so we've. 
we talked about the the uh, crucialness of this song, the how long the song has been in your life. Yes. So you hold it in a pretty good esteem. Yep. Is there another song that would come anywhere near as close to this song? Is there another one that comes to mind? Um, in terms of importance, it would be Defying Gravity from Wicked. Okay. When it comes to favorites, just like favorite songs, mm-hmm. I mean, how anybody could say that one of their favorite songs is not Bohemian Rhapsody right. would be insane. Because, like, everybody knows it. Everybody loves it. When it comes out, you get excited. It's fun. If someone's going to sing it at karaoke, that's the one karaoke song that you're like, okay. And you don't want to throw yourself out a window. You know, so, like, favorite songs, but it has no importance in my life. Right. You know? So, so I guess I would say Defying Gravity for right. Wicked. Because, again, I think, um, since I know you, um, you have a... Uh, Daisy's going to bark. She's very concerned. Yeah. Yes. We have neighbors who are moving out, and so they're constantly in and out, and Daisy's just very concerned about it. She's not a fan of change. <laughs> um, as she's connected to neighbors she's uh, never met and never liked. Um, but so, but this song, Defying Gravity from the musical Wicked, is this is another song in your life that you heard at a very um, distinct point in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, fifth, 14, 15, 15. Wow. When I, when I first heard the album. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the... When did it come out? That sounds about right. Um, yeah, I was, I was a teenager. And I, I was not... Um, I was not a happy teenager. I, I had happy times, and I had things mm-hmm. that I was passionate about, and I was a total theater kid, and mm-hmm. had a ton of fun doing theater. Um, but I, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't a happy person. I, I struggled a lot mm-hmm. um, for a very very long time, but um, and define the the whole album for Wicked was really designed for my age group, and when it landed, it hit my whole like my whole little teenage theater community hit us right in the feels. Just what you were Ooh, looking it for. It was like perfect tailor made for us. Mm-hmm. And we loved that musical. And one of my best friends, Nicole, and I, I did, you, did I ever tell you that we would have um, a theater gala for, for the end of the year? We had a, a big theater thing, so we had a graduation. But then there's also the theater thing that we would all do, and it was a really big deal. Awards were given, speeches were made. It was wow. a very, very serious business. Wow. And... Um, and all the seniors would give speeches, and people would perform stuff. And Nicole and I did for good together. Oh, really? And made everybody cry. Oh, that's great. great. It was a good moment. Um, surprised we didn't sing it when we were together, but um, <laughs> just recently. Um, but yeah, Defying Gravity was oof. And Adina Menzel still is, you know, 
like very near and dear to your heart near and dear to my heart i don't get starstruck very easily but if i met india i would totally get starstruck and defying gravity was is like the the climax of the whole show it's Mm -hmm. right before intermission it's just it's a big deal it's very very theatrical it is awesome and then she belts just these this powerhouse song and it just it hit me in the perfect time perfect moment to just shape who I was as a person Mm-hmm. And to this day, that is a song that I listen to before I go on stage. Hmm. In any situation. Wow. Before I perform, I will listen to that song. Doesn't matter what show I'm doing. Doesn't matter. It's part of my, like, getting into character. I get really bad stage fright, and I love performing. So, um, battling my stage fright in that last, like, 20 minutes before I go on stage is really, really tough. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just gonna say I I, I know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, in high school when I would perform, I used to go and puke and then go on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like I couldn't, I didn't yeah. know how to control my my nerves, and um, yeah, and so that song really helps me kind of get my stage fright under control, so I can get on stage. <laughs> Doesn't matter if it fits the show; it mm-hmm. it helps me in my in my kind of journey to getting in character. Wow, that's really neat. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. I never told me that. And when I was a kid and I was actually studying singing and yeah. was a kid with those, like, teenager, teenager vocals, yeah, yeah, I could actually sing it, too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm always going to have this vocal range. Right. How cute and naive. Oh, <laughs> oh we were all so cute. Um, the other question that I wanted to ask about, um, both of these songs that we've talked about, uh, cause it's the other critical dividing line between the song, the connection you have to it and the singer of the song. So in both cases, if the singer of the song was somebody else, do you think the song still would have stuck with you as long as it has? Yes, because in both situations, there are songs that are original to those singers. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like they're singing something that was written. I mean, Adina was, but she originated the role. She, Sorry, let me finish my thought. Okay. Um, James wasn't writing a song that was written for anyone else. Mm-hmm. It was written for... It was him writing for him. Right. So if it had been anyone else, it would have been them writing for them. So it would have, you know, I think it would have hit me in the same way. Okay. Because it's not like... I don't know. The, I don't know. Does that make sense? I think so. <laughs> Um, it's not like someone singing a cover. It's not like someone singing another person's material. Right, but if someone else had been the originator of the song, and someone else... I don't know. Yeah. Because would I have been introduced to it in the same way? Because I think it has less to do with the person and more to do with the context. Hmm. Where James Taylor already was an important person because my dad's a fan, 
So my dad was listening to it. I was, you know, mm-hmm. born into this music playing around me. Had it been like you with Elvis, mm-hmm. had my dad been an Elvis fan, right? And Elvis had sang that song, right? Would it have been the same? Yeah, I think so because of the context. Cause right, because it, it would have would have hit you. Yeah, it would have hit you at the same time. It still would have hit me at the same time. It still would have been connected to my dad. It still would have been connected with the same memories, with the same time of my life. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think it would have been the same. Hmm. Had it been Johnny Cash, I think it would have been the same. Hmm. Um, and then Wicked, it was written for Adina, you know, like, right. had another person been cast, had, you know, one of the other incredible women who have played right. Elphaba, like Stephanie Block. Right, because many people had, have. Had Stephanie Block, who is outrageously amazing as Elphaba. Yes. Arguably better in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, had she been cast as the original Elphaba? Would it have hit me in the same way? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it would have been any different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, you know, your points about uh, context and timing in, in life, I think that is um, key to the, import, the impact of a song is when it lands on us and when it, when it hits us mm-hmm. is when... It's able to sink in the deepest into us and stick on, stick with us over the years. When it when it comes to a crucial time in our life, mm-hmm. yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Well, I think that about does it uh, for this episode. Unless there was anything else you wanted to add about either one of these uh, songs that you've uh, loved over the years. Um. I mean, I'm curious if other people have heard these songs, what they think about it. I'm also really curious for any of the listeners, I want them to comment on what their favorite songs are. I want, mm-hmm. to, hear I want to listen to everybody else's like favorite slash most important slash most significant songs are. Am I allowed to ask you what yours is, or is that going to be a whole separate part of this? Oh, uh, that would probably be, uh, that'll probably, if I'm going to answer that question, and I'll probably have to do that in an episode form of my own okay, uh, because you make such a good point as I have uh, been working on that myself it's a hard question to answer mm-hmm. so yeah if I'm, if I'm going to answer it and I, I want to because it makes content um, then I'll, I'll probably do an episode on that um, but yes I would love to you bring up a very good point um, I would love to hear what anyone of uh, our uh, listeners' uh, favorite songs are. Uh, let us know. I'd be, I'd uh, love to hear that and reasons why. And uh, also, if you happen to have a chance to uh, leave an iTunes review, that would be also helpful, as it makes this podcast easier to listen but and easier for people to hear. Is, only if your review is good, because we're very fragile, delicate people. Oh, I'm very fragile. <laughs> I told you I had a rough September, so <laughs> I. Uh, I, I don't think I could take a bad iTunes review. Um, so, uh, with that, I want to thank Katie for coming back on the show again. Thank you. Being such a delightful guest. Aww. And sharing all these great stories and events of her life and her connection to these uh, wonderful songs. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And till next time, that's a story, and we're sticking to, to it. it.